The following audio clip is from episode 39 of the Thundercast. <laughs> Shoe Nice, if you're watching this, I never want you on this show. Do not talk to me. I don't want you here. All right, take that, Shoe Nice. Eat shit. Um, he probably <laughs> would, too. And now for a response from Shoe Nice that we definitely paid $12 Canadian for. Hey, the podcasters of Thundercast. Shoe Nice again. I'll basically... Christian, Liam, and Lucas. I don't want to be on your fucking show anyways. It's garbage. Spit on it. Get a clue. All right? Either way, Thunder Lizard Collective for life. Thank you. This podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. What do you call awesome. it when Batman skips out on church? What? Christian Bale. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Pretty funny. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Thundercast. My name is Christian. My name is Lucas. And I'm Liam, here with another podcast that just talks about movies. That's right. Today we are coming to you live from Jurassic Park. Again. 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 <laughs> As we we have talked about this movie, this franchise, several times in the show, and we probably, are not it's done. It's probably yet. our most talked about franchise, right? Yep. That and Planet <laughs> of the Apes. Uh, mm, mm-hmm. so th- Star Wars is up there, too, probably. But we haven't really had, aside from Rise of Skywalker, we haven't really had a dedicated Star Wars episode. Nope. And I when doubt are, we ever just, It just comes up a lot. Yeah. When are we going to do Lord of the Rings or other mm. franchises? I don't know. Ask, ask Josh Gad. He's stealing, he's stealing them all. <laughs> all right, uh, we are sponsored by our patrons. Our uh, patrons. So you guys are not yeah. going to hear us make stupid fucking jokes about who we're sponsored by anymore, uh, because it's you. So take that as you will. Um, Thank <laughs> you. Uh, you can find us by going to Patreon.com/ThunderLizard. The link will be right beside Liam down there on the bottom, uh, next to his beautiful, beautiful face. Maybe. Maybe pause it at that moment he makes that face, and then there will be a special deal on the Patreon. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a lie. That's, that's, that's Liam's give me money face. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want your money. <laughs> <laughs> for the benefit I... of the show. For the benefit of the show. Yeah, for the benefit of the show. All I need is my nice Uncle Sam hat, grow a wig mustache. <laughs> Let's not. So, yeah, today we are going to be talking about Jurassic World uh, in mm-hmm. a very fun episode uh, that is uh, similar to one that we did a while ago. We're doing Convince Me Cast number yeah. two. Liam does not particularly enjoy uh, Jurassic World, and I think that's okay, but we're going to try and uh, convince him that it's actually not as bad as he thinks. Anyway, let's go right into it with the ingestion. Liam, would you like to start right. today? Uh, for sure. Um, so I guess to start, uh, um, I didn't really watch a whole lot this, uh, was it, uh, was it, or uh, was, I didn't really watch a lot of movies this time around, um, but I did watch one, but I thought I'd talk about it a little bit. I watched uh, a movie that came out last year called Crawl. Oh, yes, 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 yes. The uh, uh, Directed by uh, Alexander. Yep, directed by uh, Alexander Aja. Mm-hmm. Um, it essentially follows a uh, young woman in uh, Florida who um, during a, uh, a hurricane is, a, is a getting evacuated out but decides to go check in on her estranged dad before uh, to make sure he's okay before leaving. And long story short, she gets trapped down in a crawl space with him during this hurricane while there are a bunch of uh, alligators all over the place. 
and it's essentially uh what is it it's essentially just her a fun just kind of a fun horror movie of her and her dad trying to survive not not really anything very meaningful or uh introspective but it was it was just kind of a fun uh, was it monster movie and i enjoyed that one right on or i enjoyed it for that um i've also uh, been re-watching malcolm in the middle um a show that was on <laughs> quite a bit that was on a, a fair bit when i was growing up yeah i watched that entire series as it was coming out like on tv i remember that and those, those were good days i no ever everyone think everyone knows a dewey everyone knows a malcolm yeah and what i was gonna Le- say liam is... seems to think he's he was telling me about this the other day he seems to think he's malcolm <laughs> no, it's more so that Malcolm, at least among my siblings or whatnot, and the way things were, that's probably the closest to where I would have been. Fair enough. Um, I mean, you're more like a how, okay? Because <laughs> I was going to say, uh, at least uh, when I was at my mother's house, uh, watching Malcolm at Middle as an adult is kind of is weird because it makes me realize that it was a lot like my household when I was like 12 to 14. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I had... I had one brother who was a lot like Reese and uh, another brother who was a lot like Dewey. And so uh, by, by ipso facto, Liam is Malcolm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, a lot of, uh, there are a lot of episodes that were, uh, that uh, in retrospect were, uh, I get, I think it perfectly captured what it was like being a kid in the 2000s. Like, just like, but like, cause we didn't, before like any of the tech technology really took off or anything or any of the internet, it was just like the really weird hijinks you'd get up to in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like there's uh, one episode uh, where um, they essentially find a, a mini a mini dirt bike in the uh, oh, that one, that's about that, to be thrown out. Yeah, that one's awesome. That's a very funny <laughs> episode. And uh, they uh, essentially try to fix it up and try to convince their mob to uh, or Lois to let them keep it, and then uh, Reese, since he's a uh, Reese, since he's a dumbass, decides to go ride it anyway. And he essentially fucks up his leg. I remember. <laughs> and then yeah. they have to, and the way they cover it up, I'm like, yeah, that's something uh, kids I know would have probably tried to do as a way to trick, as a way to cover it up. I don't think I've, I've I think I've, I've seen a couple episodes of Malcolm in the Middle, but I've never really like sat down and watched it. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I, I actually think you would enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah, I enjoy I enjoyed it a lot when I was growing up, and even to this day, I'll throw on an episode and yeah. Oh, yeah. For at least for uh, my own sensibilities, I feel like it holds up well enough. Um, like even outside of the whole nostalgia type of a thing, like the humor still genuinely makes me laugh. Um, and like just a lot of the situations, like, um, it also does the thing. It goes against. It does essentially what I hate sitcoms for, but does it better. Where in the sense of a show frames that everybody's kind of terrible in some way shape or form like malcolm's kind of an arrogant prick reese is a delinquent dewey's kind of a pushover yeah um hal is the is a man child and lois is probably the most overbearing mother you'll ever meet um they're just doing their best okay yeah but the show frames it as like they'll get through this or at least there's always that hope of like we'll get through this eventually or they'll go get cancer and start cooking meth um yeah no it's also weird to go back and watch uh i was at watch it with how we know brian cranston now or whatnot after so many years of breaking bad and uh everybody only thinking of associating him with that these days i'm like no hell for malcolm in the middle yeah um, in in the in the uh special features for the final season of breaking bad there is a there's a uh 
quote unquote uh, alternate ending where he wakes up in bed as as Hal and it's it's quite funny. Yes. <laughs> um and I guess the last thing I'll say about it that uh, that genuinely does make me laugh but I didn't realize as a kid is they never save her last names. Never. Never. Yeah, they oh, never really? save the last names of a family and yeah. I kind of love that. <laughs> I think they I think they mention it in the last season, but it's like the last episode of the last season. <laughs> mm, but I could be that's wrong. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, what else, um, Liam? And, and I guess the last thing I've been doing is uh, replaying uh, the original Red Dead Redemption. Right. Um, and? I think as of now, I'm about halfway through. And like with uh, Arkham Asylum, I feel like it still holds up pretty well. Sometimes it glitches out on me a little bit just because uh, mine's a, uh, uh, was it a version I have uh, is playable on an Xbox One and a 360. So sometimes it glitches out a little bit on my on my 360. Right. But overall, I think uh, it's still, again, it still holds together well enough. Uh, um, it took me a little bit to get used to after I playing so much GTA or whatnot and just kind of having the muscle memory of the, of the controls kind of being the same. And in this, we're similar enough, but I got over that hurdle pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, uh, I mean, not too much else to say about it. It kind of makes me want to play the, uh, I was a Red Dead 2 a little bit. Um, you know, maybe once I have the option to play it because I'm poor and don't want to pay for a, uh, was it for an Xbox One or PS4? If you want to see <laughs> Liam play Red Dead Redemption 2, make sure to sponsor <laughs> us on Patreon so we can pay Liam to get a PS5. Um, but that pretty much covers everything I've ingested. Cool. Um, yeah. I'll go next. Uh, so I watched a stand-up special. Uh, by Eric Andre. It's on Netflix. It's called Legalize Everything. Uh, if you're not a fan of Eric Andre, uh, even a tiny bit, if, you, if you, you don't like any of his, or one little thing he doesn't do, or he does, you will hate it. Because <laughs> it is, he is very loud and very all over the place. He, he says some pretty fucked up shit uh, in the best way possible. He talks about titty fucking chickens, uh, and that's that's right. that's that's a great joke. He also does this bit about uh, how like what cops like the TV show Cops. Uh, so this was recorded in uh, like October, I think. So it's been you know, and then they released the clip of him doing the bit about cops the day that Cops got canceled. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> anyway, he he just goes into how how um, you know. Uh, not hypocritical how how like the dichotomy between it being a show about cops and then all of their theme music and all the music they play is reggae and just like how how like how the show is about like essentially like just profiteering on on the lives of of people of color and just like how they will a lot of the show is them you know um essentially police brutality <laughs> is what the show is and then mm-hmm. it'll immediately cut to a reggae song and just like the yeah i don't know wow yeah <laughs> the hypocrisy is is just hilarious anyway so i watched that and i actually really i really enjoyed it because i like eric andre i think he's really funny i like that offbeat um sporadic kind of pr- production i've never seen any of his comedy but i have uh seen a lot of the memes about him yeah like yeah. the how how could you say something so controversial yet so brave? I enjoy that one. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, and the shooting one. <laughs> yeah, no, I. Uh, how could you? Why did you do this to yourself? <laughs> I genuinely don't mind Eric Andre. Yeah, I think um, I think he's fucking hilarious. Um, I was watching an episode of his show before I jumped on the on the call here, and his show is 
is just so weird because uh, it's a talk show, but he's just pranking the guests and they edit around. They edit the interview like and make it so segmented and weird. So it makes the person look like they're going insane. Uh, and it's oh man, it's just it's just so so I think it's clever. A lot of other people would not think it's clever. Uh, anyway, so I watched that and I really enjoyed it. And then uh, I gave Cowboy Bebop another go. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So Liam and I watched the first six episodes, I believe. And you know, I'm not I'm not a weeb. I I don't like anime, but I like that show. I don't <laughs> I don't love it. I will say that I don't I don't think it's as like. I know I'm not, and Liam, I'm not shitting on it, just so you know. I don't, it doesn't hit me the same way that it hits Liam or maybe even you, Lucas. But and we discussed that. There's also a fact that that's kind of expected because we are not the same person. That, that is true. <laughs> but I love, I love the characters. I think they're very rich and very, very dense. Um, I really, really like a lot of the, the animation and some of the, the blending of um, or the mixed media, you know, like having visual effects or, or, or computer generated uh, images on top of hand drawn images. I really, I really like the, the blend there. And uh, yeah, Spike is just so fucking cool. <laughs> He's so fucking cool. He is. Yeah. And then Steve Bloom's voice is just amazing. Oh, see, <laughs> and, then, and then I've also been playing uh, a lot of Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> <laughs> We're just You're playing Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. So Lu I feel like Lucas is going to say he's playing. I'm playing Red Dead Revolver. <laughs> <laughs> We're just getting the whole franchise. Oh, man. If you should have sent me that memo. I would have done it. Yeah. <laughs> Shucks. Uh, I like it. Uh, I had to delete my save file and restart because I loaded it up because I haven't played it in like about a year <laughs> because it's a long and it's very it's a very dense game and uh, micromanaging simulator essentially. Mm -hmm. uh, I just got I just recently played. I'm only like six percent of the way through the game. When I had deleted my save file, it was at fourteen percent, so I'm catching up pretty quick. But I got I just finished or got to the point where you get to the second camp and then you have to shave for the first time. And I was like, Oh boy, this is the stuff I don't like about this game. I don't want to shave. Why the fuck do I have to shave? And then the other thing too, is once you, sh it, it, once you shave, like if you make a choice, you can't undo it. Mm -hmm. You can't make the hair grow back. Like once you decide, Oh, I want to shave this part. It won't let you grow. Yeah, once once you've once you've done the shaving, you have to actually wait for the hair to grow back. It's like yeah. real life. <laughs> I don't want to deal with my my real life mistakes in video games. Yeah, no, <laughs> not at all. But I do I do really enjoy it, and I I'm going to continue to play because I think it is. I I wouldn't say it's a groundbreaking game by any means, but uh, the graphics are super great. Yeah, mm. no, I was at Christian's house uh, when um it was uh when he just kind of had the game on. Or like he turned on the console and it was still on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, the graphics look absolutely incredible. Like I think the first Red Dead still looks pretty good, all things considered. But this is like, damn, yeah. does it look good? I should mention too, Liam. Liam and I have been hanging out in person. Uh, I know a lot of you at home are probably not fully supportive of that. Um, just know that Liam and I are, ta are taking all the precautions and all the everything in 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 stride you know we're trying our, our best 
the one thing that we maybe shouldn't be doing is necessarily always being in the, in the same presence as each other. And I recognize that, but Liam and I are cohorts and we have, and Liam lives alone. So I think we're okay. Yeah. That's and, my uh, opinion. What, if you don't like it, I apologize. What could I say? He's my uh, hetero life mate. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting that at the start of the episode right there. Boom. I uh, haven't, I haven't said that in so long on the show. <laughs> that I'm gonna put that at the start of the episode. Oh, that was a motif wow. for a while. Damn, this really yeah. is a throwback. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in every way. Uh, yeah. Those are the things that I I have uh, ingested myself. Uh, there you go. A lot of YouTube as well. A lot of YouTube. Oh yeah. Uh, right and on. a lot of Dragons Den. <laughs> so much Dragons Den. I know so much about business now. <laughs> I dated. I went on a couple dates with a girl whose dad was on Dragon's Den. That's right. Oh wow! Yeah, he started there a roofing go. business. Good for him. <laughs> All right, Lucas. All right. So the first couple things I'm going to talk about: uh, a bunch of Studio Ghibli movies were dropped on Netflix recently, mm-hmm. uh, and I realized I had only seen Spirited Away. That's the, that was the only one I had seen in its entirety. So I've, I've, I've started watching a bunch of those. Uh, so I've only watched two so far, but I watched Princess Mononoke and I watched um, uh, Castle in the Sky. Yeah. I love uh, Princess Mononoke. I, I kind of love both of them. I, I thought they were super cool. They're, they're, they're both like classic fantasy adventure stories with like a really, with like really deep, uh, like, spe- like specifically to, to like Japanese culture. Yeah, just... Um, humans relation with nature yeah, as well yeah. as a lot of heavy themes and uh there's a lot of heavy themes and existentialism and particularly in mononoke mm-hmm. yeah uh like when i princess mononoke was the one i watched first uh and so far i've actually liked both of them more than i like spirited away but that was a long time ago so i might need to rewatch that one i haven't seen um, uh castle in the sky since i was a kid no oh, yeah uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, it. It reminded me a lot of Treasure Planet. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as a, I haven't watched that that movie specifically since I was a kid, but I love Treasure Planet as as a kid. Uh, and they're both such classic fantasy adventures, and but like in a different setting than I'm used to. I'm so used to like medieval Europe as, as like sort of the baseline fantasy setting, right. and having like a, a a different sort of spin on it was was really refreshing for me. Uh, and I plan, I, I definitely plan to watch more of these two Ghibli movies. I really enjoyed them. Uh, I want to watch Kiki's Delivery Service and My Neighbor my neighbor Totoro next. Every time I try I to watch Totoro, I fall asleep. <laughs> and I don't think that's a bad thing. Because um, it's, it's so I, I felt I fell asleep during Princess Mononoke because like the, the, the tone, like the, the, the sound design and the music and everything. It's, it's, so it's just calming. so calming. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was gonna I, and say I, uh, I support it. Go ahead, Liam. The um the forest god and Princess Mononoke is one of the most visually stunning creatures I have ever seen mm-hmm. in animation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that um, was that was that thing was pretty cool. There's all I mean, there's also the fact that like I think it shows human I think it shows like humanity evolving too fast for its own good very, very well. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of the people in there, despite the fact that they make morally questionable choices, at least a good cho- portion of them, they're not necessarily bad people by any means yeah like uh, even the lady running of uh, a town that's pretty much completely run by women like she pretty much saved all of them from like brothels and like uh and yeah, just she like saved, a bunch she of... saved like the lepers from being out on the streets and stuff like that yeah and she um, shows herself to be i mean i don't agree with what she's doing but she does show to be like a natural and just genuinely good leader yeah no yeah which definitely I, which you don't it... really see a lot in western animation which i really appreciated no. Yeah, it's it's like the story kind of a of a complicated situation of two sides 
trying to kind of get along and sur- and uh, survive, but like tensions have risen to the point where that's no longer really possible. Romeo and Juliet. Uh, <laughs> Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Um, <laughs> you know, it does what it's essentially what uh, Avatar tried to uh, the movie Avatar tried to be, but failed at miserably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I really, really liked both of them. Uh, Castle, Castle in the Sky was like more of the classic adventure. Uh, little, little, uh, some, some kind of creepy stuff. <laughs> well, isn't Mark? Doesn't Mark Hamill do a voice for the English dub there? I don't know. I watched. I watched them in Japanese uh, oh, and, and right had on. the subs on. Um, uh, yeah, because I have um, uh, on my shelf. I have the um, Your Max dub of uh, Princess Mononoke. Oh yeah, nice. Because like, I. I'm not a huge fan of anime. Like there's, there are, there are animes that I do enjoy like Cowboy Bebop, Death Note, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, stuff like that. Uh, but I'm not like super into anime as a style. Uh, but Lucas, show hmm? the body pillow. <laughs> <laughs> My waifu. No, um, <laughs> uh, but uh, these ones I really, really like. I think I'm, I think I'm going to go through the entire catalog or at least until I get bored. <laughs> right on, right on. Uh, i mean i would recommend most of them there's only uh like one or two that i'm not crazy about but i or but it's not even that they're bad it's just that i don't love them what's the mm. one about fireflies a uh, grave of a fireflies which is a very hard watch yeah that's mm. what i've heard okay. is that it, studio ghibli i believe yep. so okay cool it's uh pro- one of her most adult ones that they've ever made oh yeah you see totoro's dong <laughs> um i'd also recommend uh, assuming it's on netflix i'd recommend nausicaa and the valley of the wind mm-hmm. okay yeah I'm, there's there was like four rows of studio ghibli movies uh so i'm sure they're all in there well ponyo? they didn't really ponyo's in there i i i'm not sure i want to watch ponyo because i'm like, not crazy about ponyo because i don't know the the half anthropomorphic fish creeps me the hell out yeah like <laughs> what about what about poco rosso uh oh that's it said it's a romantic movie with one of them's a pig one of them is a pig pilot yeah. yep um <laughs> you know what's funny i know a lot about those movies i've only ever seen totoro that i can remember because yeah. we I, watched I, we watched uh, spirit of the way at sate at one point uh, might not have been but, there yeah. yeah what's interesting about a lot of uh, uh studio ghibli films is that they didn't really translate over to uh or they didn't really start to move their way over to america until um after uh, Princess Mononoke and uh, John Lasseter and Miyazaki became friends, mm. yeah, because yeah. uh, Lasseter did a lot to um, get um, to get uh, uh, Miyazaki's films over to America and dubbed. Yeah, because a lot of those movies were made in like the seventies and eighties, right? Not yeah, Nausicaa came out in the eighties. Uh, Mononoke, the only reason it came to America is because it was the highest grossing film of all time in Japan at, at, well, when it was released. Oh, yeah. All right, cool. anything else, Lucas? Um, yeah, uh, I also played The Last of Us Part Two all the way through. Uh, I, I played it in like three days. <laughs> right on, yep. yep. It's a much longer game than the first one. And for context's sake, uh, I really like the first Last of Us. Uh, I'm not as crazy about it as a lot of people seem to be, but I do really, really like it. But uh, it's kind of a significant game for me because it was the first time I played a game and like looked at it uh, in the same lens I would look at like a movie or a book in terms of like theming. Um, it was really the first time uh, I kind of dug into a video game in that way. So um, that was that was really interesting for me. Uh, the first time I played Last of Us 1, I hated the ending. Right. I despised it with my entire being. Uh, and then some because because a character, I don't want to spoil anything, but a character makes a choice. And I 
on on like a moral ground i i I disagree very heavily with that choice um but someone kind of uh, i i mentioned that to a friend and they were like that's kind of the point man (laughs) right and i'm like oh i'll I'll replay it and see what happens And and i enjoyed it a lot more the second time uh last of us part two is getting a lot of hate on the internet a lot of people really don't like it. Uh, I think it is way better than the first one. <laughs> I also hate coming from. Oh, I know what uh, happens. Oh, don't mm. spoil anything. Obviously, yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah, we're not going to spoil anything. But I, uh, to be fair, a lot of the hate is coming from people being mad about uh, the main character being a lesbian. Right. Um, and a lot of people would be are just weirdly mad about one of the main characters being a woman who is muscular. <laughs> Okay. A lot of people are really mad about that for some reason. That's that's the really bad faith. Uh, Laura hey. Croft, uh, 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 <laughs> Samus, like they're all buff. Yeah, well, she, she like Abby, the character in, in question, is like really, really buff. Like, like she um, like like almost male bicep levels sort ah, of thing. Okay, okay. She's just extre- She's just ripped. Right. It's crazy. Some people are like, oh, she looks too much like a man. But okay, uh, I have it's, a, it's done. I'm- have any of these people watched anything in their lives? Because that is not something uncommon you'll see in many things. <laughs> Clearly never watched any like wrestling or UFC with women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, um, yeah, uh, that's the bad faith stuff. A lot of people are really angry with how the story, the, specifically the story turned out. I thought the story was very powerful. Uh, uh, they People are just saying it's written badly uh, because of certain things that happened. Some people seem to be... Uh, no longer no longer the same characters they were in the first one which i i pretty strongly disagree with um but the story is uh it's it's a really thoughtful interrogation of the revenge cycle like uh you hurt someone i care about i hurt you then someone who cares about you hurts me like that sort of thing um and it's obviously not the first story to talk about that sort of thing it's not not a very original sort of theme but for me, it, it was the first, not the first one, but one of the first ones to really make me feel it, if that makes sense. Uh, and it's, again, I, I can't really go into too much detail because I, I I think it's better. I, I didn't, I avoided all the leaks because like the entire plot was leaked before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I'd i recommend avoiding the leaks, avoiding uh, spoilers if it's something that you do want to play because I, I, I personally think it's quite powerful. Uh, but that's also coming from someone who, thinks a lot about revenge and its consequences. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, I was also going to say that, like, I think it was kind of inevitable that this game has gotten some backlash on story or whatnot, considering how uh, there are some people who hold uh, certain things in media a little in too high of a regard. Yeah, there, like, there, there are some people who, like, really, really, really love The Last of Us 2, uh, and, and, or sorry, the first one. Uh, and yeah, when you when you love something that much, a sequel can never really hold up i think because you have this image of it in your head and and uh yeah that, i don't know that. back to the future 2 exists uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry the dangers of holding things to godhood status like i've know. talked about Ma- many times lord's second album melodrama is a perfect album <laughs> <laughs> um but i i really really love it it's it's i think it's the best acted video game i've ever seen oh yeah interesting i uh, i uh, Ashley Johnson plays Ellie, and I, uh, and she is absolutely incredible. I think you uh, mean Ellen Page. 
<laughs> That's going back to well, the I mean, to everybody saying that she looked so much like Ellen Page in the first. In game. the first game, she does look a lot like Ellen Page. Yeah. Second one, she still has the same face, but like she's older now, so she actually looks like a, an adult. Um, I was gonna say that <laughs> both is, of the what actors. Does that mean? I don't know. She's like, like Ellen Page doesn't look like she, an adult. She, <laughs> not all the time. <laughs> she looks very young. Yeah. Um, it was a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, both of the actors uh, in the game are very good actors, voice actors or not. Mm-hmm. Like both Troy Baker and uh, Ashley Johnson. Yeah, they're both they're both great actors. Uh, but also, the addition of Laura Bailey as Abby. She is she's one of my favorite voice actors. Uh, she is absolutely incredible as well. Uh, I know even her the from... bit parts, even even just like the the smaller parts that that get thrown in. All the actors are bringing their A game. Like, I actually they're, they're taking this seriously. They're not they're not just like this is this is oh, this is some video game. I can kind of half ass it. Uh, they're they're really bringing bringing it. Sorry, Liam, I interrupted you. When uh, you told me about how Laura Bailey was in it, I had to remind myself who that was. And uh, I forgot. And uh, she was on an anime I liked a lot in my teens called uh, Soul Eater. So oh, I'm yeah. cool. it's cool to see that she's kind of that she's starting to pop up in more things again. Oh, she she's one of the most successful voice actresses in the industry. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I mean, she like, is she just everywhere. Do- she just doesn't tend to pop up in a lot of the stuff I usually end up consuming, which is oh, interesting. Yeah. Ingesting. Yeah, she's also she's also a yeah, ingesting. <laughs> she's also a regular on a D and D show called uh, uh, Critical Role. Oh, yes, so yes. A- a- Ashley Johnson's also on that show. Um, but uh, it's it's very very good. I thought the story was very thoughtful. The actor the acting is uh, incredible. The gameplay is is very good and and supports kind of the the tone of of the games it's very like kind of you're always desperately looking for ammo because if you run out you're kind of fucked <laughs> right. Right, right, right um and stuff like that it's it's very gory the violence is is pretty brutal so if that's something uh you're not into probably not the game for you is it scary um, uh i don't know if it if it's scary uh but there there are points that are like meant to be very tense um like you're you're sneaking through uh like uh, the uh, the basement of a collapsed building trying to avoid all these infected uh zombies and stuff like that. Right. Uh, I, I don't know if I don't know if I, at any point I was scared, but um Lucas has leather skin. He's tough. <laughs> He's tough. He's a tough boy. Uh but yeah, Last of Us too. Uh don't believe the hate. It's good actually. <laughs> They're gonna put that on the box. Yeah, <laughs> now, that sounds like the title of just about every renegade cut video that comes out these days. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Act. Uh, what is it? Uh, Star Trek Generations is good, actually. Yeah, um, Ghostbusters 2016 is good, actually. <laughs> anything else, Lucas? Uh, that's pretty much it. I've been playing Prison Architect, but that's uh, there's not much to say about that. Right. right. <laughs> uh, I just downloaded the Colonel Sanders game. Like, is I it lo- Colonel Sanders game? Yeah, it's called I Love You, Colonel Sanders. It's a dating sim. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, right, right. That was around the time Wendy's released the tabletop RPG. Right. Yeah. So if you guys want to see me play this game, I will gladly live stream it on Twitch for you. For If you sign up for our $2 a month patrons, <laughs> I will do that just for you guys. All right, uh, Liam, what do you recommend this week? Um, so uh, I don't know why I thought of this, but I was going to recommend a, uh, a short-lived TV series that I quite like, and that is Terminator of the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh right on. I, I remember watching a couple of episodes of it when it was on TV, but uh, I never really got back to it. Yeah, no, I uh, uh, was it. It's a show that I 
I think it started when I was about 10, but I didn't, I didn't start watching it until a little bit later. Um, because I, I think I got the, uh, the DVDs for Christmas one year. Um, but anyway, uh, the show it's, as you guessed, a Terminator show. What? Um, that, uh, at the time, uh, well, I mean, so it takes place after the events of, uh, T2 and ignores the, and it completely ignores the events of Terminator 3. And it follows essentially, uh, John Connor and Sarah Connor not long after, a uh, couple of years after the, um, the events of T2. Um, just still being fugitives and on the run because you don't come back, you don't really go back into normal society after what happened at the end of T2. Yeah. Um, and uh, they think that Judgment Day is kind of all said and done um, until uh, suddenly just a Terminator shows up that starts, um, uh, was it that's uh, hunting John again? And they realize that Skynet has, in fact, not been taken out and that it did survive back then. Um, but also, uh, but also on top of that, there is a, uh, a classmate of John's played by Summer Glau is, a, is uh, revealed to be a Terminator who's sent back to protect him. And uh, then they essentially, the series follows them in a, uh, as they uh, jump, I believe it's uh, from the, from 2000 to 2000, uh, to, from 2007 um, to try and uh, track down the remains of Skynet and stop Judgment Day. And it really plays a lot around with like the Terminator lore and mythology and like, uh, like there's some episodes that take place in the future, some that take place in the past. Um, uh, uh, Lena Headey from uh, Game of Thrones and Dread plays Sarah Connor, and she's uh, very much a worthy successor to uh, Linda Hamilton. Uh, the guy playing John is also very good. I'm I'm actually kind of sad, but he's not really that. You don't really see him in as much anymore. Um, in fact, if it, uh, his name is Thomas Decker. Oh yeah. And uh, at the time, he was actually my choice to play uh, Terry McGinnis in a Batman Beyond film. <laughs> um but like uh it sadly again it sadly only ran for two seasons uh because uh one fox didn't think that uh but it was pulling enough numbers to keep on um even though it was doing moderately well in ratings um and the other reason is because terminator salvation was coming out and uh they just like uh as i said on the last episode with justice league mortal they didn't think uh the studios didn't think that audiences would be able to tell the difference between two between two Terminator timelines. Right. And they've completely gone back on that because there's like yeah. 80 different fucking Terminator timelines now. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, <laughs> they keep trying again, reboot. Try again, reboot. Try again, mm. reboot. Try again, Just reboot. Just like again, a computer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I but, get it. I get the metaphor of Terminator now. You know, I'm the, I mean, part of why it's really sad that the show ended when it did is because it does end on a pretty awesome cliffhanger. Uh, what is it? In fact, there was even a brief talk about doing a made-for-TV movie as a way to wrap that all up, but that sadly never came to fruition. Yeah. Um, but I just thought I'd mention it because not a lot of people talk about it anymore, and it's, uh, for my money, it's probably the best Terminator thing we got post-Judgment Day. Um, like, compared to the three other films we got, I'd say just ignore, I mean, I haven't seen Dark Fate, but I'd say just ignore the other two and watch and just watch the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Cool. All right. right um, I would like to recommend another YouTube channel. Uh, again, uh, all of these recommendations and everything are going to be in the description down below. So if uh, or in the show notes if you're listening to the audio version. So make sure you go and check those out, or if you forget or anything like that. Uh, but I would like to recommend another YouTube channel, and that is a man who is from Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, his name is Steve uh, Wallace. It's spelled W-A-L-L-I-S, and what he does. As he does stealth camping videos. 
And I was very scared you were going to mention another gentleman from from Edmonton. I would also like to recommend Philip Solo TV. <laughs> Philip Solo and Liam are identical. I will put a picture of <laughs> Philip on top of Liam's face right now. It'll blow your fucking mind. Is this going to be another one of those cases where you say you're going to do it and you don't actually by the time the episode comes out? Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Steve Wallace, yeah, so he does like uh, stealth camping and like urban camping and like all, also standard camping videos. But he it, he's been uh, called the Bob Ross of of camping videos because he's just he's just so calm and chill. And the videos he makes are just like really really like like just very chill, calm. It's always this exact same format. He gets there, he sets up his camp. He has he has a, a either a scotch or a beer. And then he he makes dinner, and then he goes to bed. He packs up, and he goes home. It's it's formulaic, but the formula works. So don't don't mess around. Anyway, <laughs> that's it. Right on. Uh, both of you guys uh, talked uh, recommended things that uh, people don't really talk about all that much. I'm gonna recommend something that people uh, talk about all the time and kind of won't shut the fuck about fuck up about. Um, uh, on. Friday, uh, the day that this uh, comes July out, today, 3rd, day that, yeah, today, uh, Hamilton, the the musical hits uh, Disney Plus, and I am a huge fan of that musical. I recommend you watch the the recording of the show. I've 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 seen a recording of the show. It was to it was totally legal recording, but a different recording. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm real excited to see it. I think uh, y'all should watch it too because I, if if this does well. Uh, Broadway might actually start streaming shows more often, uh -huh. which is something I think is uh, they should do because it's, it's a very, very um, uh, limited access art. <laughs> yeah, let yeah let me see Book of Mormon. Damn it! Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Broadway is way too expensive these days. It's it's extremely expensive. Like even here in Calgary, uh, the cheapest seats can be upwards of seventy to one hundred dollars. And when Hamilton Hamilton's supposed to come uh, here uh, early or fall of twenty twenty one, and tickets were three hundred bucks, uh, which and that's cheap compared to tickets on actual Broadway. Right. Like, okay. <laughs> so how here, many did uh, you buy, Lucas? Uh, zero. <laughs> here, um, a few years ago, I tried to buy uh, tickets to go see Les Mis. And mm -hmm. I saw the tag, and I was like, "Fuck no! Am I paying that money?" Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, rip off artists. Yeah, it is. I mean, and then the thing is, most of the money doesn't even go to the people who are making the shows. It's the owners of the theaters and producers and stuff like that. We right. call them um, the greedy capitalist assholes. <laughs> Liam, that's that's your podcast. Okay, go start. Go start. Your own. <laughs> but no, uh, you cannot. I, be I really want. I, I really want uh, the Hamilton streaming do really well even though i'm not a fan of disney plus uh just because i want broadway to notice that there's a market out there for streaming shows and i want them to do that so watch hamilton on disney plus dude it's gonna <laughs> blow up yeah hopefully i'm gonna watch it yeah i'm really excited okay that's there we go that's the ingestion and our recommendations for this week uh we're gonna go for a quick break and we'll be back to convince liam that jurassic world is a good movie we'll see you in a couple minutes <laughs> All right, we are back. I'm going to do that one more time. All right, we're back from our break. I'm going to do that one more time. <laughs> Hello, welcome back to the Thundercast. Nope. I don't know why I can't do it this time. Right? 
And we're back. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to the Firecast. Uh, so, today, we are going to be talking about Jurassic World, the fourth installment in the Jurassic Park franchise, which was released in 2016. Right? 15. 2015. <laughs> a movie that Liam is not a fan of. Let's get right into the topic. I almost said the news, and I was like, if I'm going to pull a fucking Keemstar right now, can someone please <laughs> shoot me? Like, I hate that guy so much. I Fuck Keemstar. If, 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 if Keemstar has a uh, has a cameo, I'm going to hire him to say that he fucking hates us. So. <laughs> <laughs> like other people. Yeah. Hey. I mean, so well, I, mean I didn't pay so Shoe Nice. <laughs> you hate him so much, you just essentially gave him free promotion. Yeah, fuck that guy. Everyone go block him. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Liam and I, Liam is not a big fan of Jurassic World, but Lucas and I are quite mm -hmm. large fans of that movie. This is true. Um, I remember seeing it in the theater and walking out. I think I saw it with with you, Liam, right? Yeah, we saw it. Yeah. Did I see it with like, you, Lucas? Were you there? No, I wasn't there. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I saw it with you, and uh, we both left. You were in love with it. I was pretty lukewarm on it. Yeah, and then it set, and then it settled in with you. And so, Liam, tell us why you don't like it. Uh, where do I start? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the beginning. <laughs> uh, I think the biggest problem I have with. Uh, Jurassic World, there are other things that come into it, but the biggest thing that will turn me against any anything these days, Bad and I've talked about it before and before, which um, the show before, which is, it's a movie that tells its audience blatantly not to care. And I am so sick of movies telling the audience not to care. Yeah, can you elaborate? Because I know what like, you mean. But uh, Shit like, uh, oh, no, nobody really cares about a dinosaur anymore. And right. I'm like, or when no, Jake, no. Jake Johnson's wearing the, the Jurassic Park shirt and the basically yeah, that, like, the movie is saying, oh, yeah, we know the other one's better. Like, we know. Yeah, it feels <laughs> it feels way too cynical about itself to a point where I'm like, no, no, no we can be impressed by dinosaurs. Fuck you. <laughs> I guess. Um, There's also just, uh, it has a lot of stuff that, uh, that genuinely drives me crazy in movies, like the two leads just constantly bickering with each other. Um, that's something that I've come to realize over time is one of my most hated cliches. A super forced love love interest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, love and subplot. Super, super forced. Yeah, yep. well, to a point where I think that uh, the movies, uh, uh, was it gender politics, are kind of broken. Yeah. Particularly... Yeah, they're all over the place. <laughs> um, and, uh, the big, and the other thing is that, like, uh, I mean, is that, like, I can accept, like, a uh, was it a very stupid movie? The problem with Jurassic uh, World that I have is that I feel like it tries to have its cake and eat it too. Like it tries to, uh, it acts like it's setting up like some interesting ideas in the beginning or whatnot and takes itself pretty seriously for the most part. Um, but then like there are other moments of bombast, which I don't think fit fit very well with what it's trying, what it claims to be trying to set up. Mm -hmm. Like if it went all the way and if a movie was as crazy as like what that final battle was, uh, what is it like? Uh, I feel like I would have liked it a lot more for just owning it and going all the way with it. But as it stands, I just felt like uh, it didn't quite fit that. It didn't hit that balancing act. I I feel like it 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 opened it. The movie pretty much opened with, "Hey, this is going to be silly," because yeah. like you you see the bird talon like like go, hit the snow and you hear like the boom and then it zooms out and it's a bird. Right. <laughs> I mean, I found to me, that... to me, to me, that was that shot was what told me 
we're not taking this seriously. Neither should you. Uh, this is just this is going to be silly. We're bioengineering a new dinosaur. Like, yeah, <laughs> we. They also there's a line where uh, Doctor Wu essentially says, "Yeah, we know these are not what these dinosaurs look like. We get it." <laughs> like yeah. when he, when he's talking to uh, uh, the guy Vincent who, D'Onofrio. No, 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 no. Oh wait, yeah, no, it's not. Oh, it's uh, what's his name? The guy uh, who owns the park. Uh, Irfan Khan. Yeah, I forget. Uh, I forget his character's name, but but he basically just says like Simon something. But yeah, say, straight up just says, "Yeah, we we are very very aware." of what is happening in this film. Just sit back. Just relax. You but know? that's the thing also that drives me crazy is just referencing it alone uh, was the fact that they know doesn't really reassure me anything. It's just like, oh, well, we just have an easy out because we referenced it. Uh, and for, me, it's not, it, for me, it's not an easy out. It is, it is setting up expectations for the film itself, yeah. I think. And also another thing that, that really, to me at least, uh, emphasizes that this movie is going to be silly is Vincent D'Onofrio's performance. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah, you no. Know, oh, we, we, so Liam and I watched it together. Like, he is a highlight for sure because he's oh, having he's, so he's, much fun. He's yeah. fun. Like, he feels like, I mean, his character feels like something out of the asylum, but like the movie studio, <laughs> not, the, uh, not an actual asylum. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I also just like Vincent D'Onofrio as a character actor. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other thing that drives me crazy is just how corporate the movie feels to a point where every time somebody's in a car, it feels like a car commercial. That is true. There is a bit. Oh, no, where, that's totally true. Where, yeah, and, if you don't know what kind of car Claire drives by the end of that movie, like, have you really been watching it at all? <laughs> Having said that, Liam and I did notice er, that it is very uh, sponsor heavy. You know, like, there's oh, a yeah. point where it's even worked into dialogue. But yeah. <laughs> Verizon presents the Indominus Rex. <laughs> and my two favorite lines in the whole movie, you know, what is it? What is, it's uh, it's Pepsi Saurus and Fr- yeah. Frito Don. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that I will give it. I laughed so gen- hard. That made me laugh. On principle, I should hate it because again, it feels like an easy out. But I'm like, oh, it's a good thing. Jake Johnson's funny. Yeah, it's yeah, a good thing. he's having a good time. In fact, uh, like when he goes fact, to one kiss, of my... kiss Laura. What's her name again? I can't remember. Uh, the when the other the other tech technician or whatever. Mm-hmm. He goes to kiss her and she's just like, oh no, I have a boyfriend. It's like, oh, you just you, you never really talk about it. And she's like, yeah, I'm at work. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> just, that interaction is very, know, uh, very, very, very funny. In fact, uh, one of my, I did write a list of pros that uh, was a pros of cons just so I could have like a, uh, a balanced out. Cause Jurassic world is not a movie I hate by I, any means. I did want to mention one more thing about like uh, product placement. And that is, it does make a lot of sense in this film because it's a theme park. Yeah, that I don't you know. init- I don't inherently have a problem with. Like, I don't have a problem with a Starbucks or whatnot being a Lucas, being in there, the park or whatnot. I don't know if you notice there is a Starbucks mm-hmm. directly across from a Starbucks in that movie. <laughs> one, they're across the the path from one another. Oh man, that's funny. It's just a, nope. so slight. It's really 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 small. Um, okay, Liam, give us a give us a con, and we'll we'll tell you it's wrong. No, I was gonna. <laughs> Well, I mean, that kind of destroys the idea of film discussion or studies, so I don't think that's really helpful. Liam's muted. Um, no. Because <laughs> um, I, I was going to say, I did genuinely write a list of uh, things that I like and things uh, was it things that I don't like, just so I could at least have some kind of a balanced review. Right. Because again, this isn't really a movie I hate. I hate, like, to be honest, if anything, it's just really a movie I'm indistant. I'm more indifferent to than anything. Like, I hate what Fallen Kingdom. What kind of Kingdom. fucking convince me cast is this going <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you made up your mind. Fallen Kingdom's bad. But yeah, go on, Liam. 
Fallen Kingdom oh. is trash. Um, I guess, uh, well, one of the major notes, I kind of already mentioned it, was uh, Jake Johnson is made of awesome. <laughs> In fact, he seems to be the most lively person there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, lo- I love the way he delivers the line, why'd you have to make it personal? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, other thing is uh, just the idea of just the whole novelty of seeing the park fully realized is something that I really liked. Mm-hmm. And just even naming it Jurassic World to begin with, I think is a cool spin on like the whole Disneyland slash Disney World type of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like a lot of the stuff they show there, like even though I think the dinosaurs and most of the effects look pretty piss awful. I'm like, this is a park I would go to. This looks like a lot of fun. There's definitely moments when the dinosaurs look uh, not super good, but for the most of it, at least to me, I thought they looked fine. My but problem with me. it is, is that they shoot it. They don't know how it doesn't know how to hide its CGI very well. Mainly that's, in the fact that's that a fact. Yeah. so much, so much of a fact that like, I think it's another thing where it's like, you see so much of it that it's that my eyes adjusted, but I was able to pick it out a lot easier. Mm. And so much of it is shot during the day. Um, that I'm like, uh, how was it? And also, from what I understand, they did use actual animatronics or whatnot originally, but for some reason, they decided to go CGI over them. Yeah. Like, um, maybe, like maybe the animatronics were bad. <laughs> it, it just feels like they pulled a thing. I don't think for that budget, the animatronics would have been bad because there's a couple times, like when the, the velociraptors have their heads in those cages, mm-hmm. they look pretty damn good there. Yeah, they, look they definitely pretty... look like puppets. But they look like really good puppets. You know, all things considered, I think very, very look okay. Ervers uh, even that point with the dead uh, Brontosaurus, Brontosaurus, I think it yeah. is, where like mm-hmm. I liked that because they actually used a, uh, was it like something that actually looked tangible? I was praying yeah. to the Brontosaurus because without them, we would not have a name. <laughs> Tec- um, I'm technically a Thabrachiosaur. Uh, um, the, uh, Nerd! <laughs> or an Apatosaurus. Um, I don't know. One of the two. Uh, the other thing, and I know this is a maybe just a minor thing, but I liked how the Indominus Rex wasn't like super over-designed like I was scared it was going to be. Because mm. like, like I've a noticed a lot Velociraptor. of... Velociraptor, yeah. Yeah, but just looks like a very big T-Rex or Velociraptor. And I did kind of like that because, again, I just seeing so many movies with similar premises like fucking Alien vs. Predator Requiem or whatnot mm-hmm. where it just gets so over-designed and ridiculous where I'm like, it's like, this is too busy. I was really happy that they avoided that. Um... You uh, the raptors? other, th- sorry, yeah, you trained raptors. Um, it's been stuck in my head. Uh, the other, uh, it's not even uh, was the, the movie. The other thing is, I like a lot of the ideas that it sets up, and a lot of the ideas that it did that it did bring in, I did feel like would fit in a genuine Jurassic Park sequel. Like to be honest, I'm cool. I'm cool with the idea of training raptors or whatnot because they do treat dinosaurs like animals or whatnot, and I can buy that. Like, uh, they would have somebody on there to train the raptors and. The way uh, Chris Pratt's character talks about it is kind of like the way you hear a lot of like lion tamers or whatnot talk about like working with animals. So I did genuinely like that. I also Sli- like slightly related. I would like to say that Chris Pratt is is the worst in this movie. His his dialogue and his delivery <laughs> is trash. He's but also it works. It works because everyone else is so much better than him. So it kind of like lifts him up at the same time because let's face it bryce dallas howard is a gem like Mm. she is such a talented actor and even in this movie where she just has to be like the damsel the entire time but also be a boss like boss lady it's yeah like she has she has the like um 
hyper competent female co-worker sort of trope going for her but she also becomes a damsel at points but also she's the one who goes and gets the t-rex at the end so true yeah <laughs> in those heels god damn yeah. Yeah. um god damn i was all uh, another idea that i kind of liked is uh i know a lot of people complain about this but i do think that this could have been a very very good idea if they continued to move forward with it which is the whole that they established that the park is doing pretty well all things considered to a point where it probably wasn't even necessary to make like a new attraction or dinosaur or whatnot. Well, and I could have honestly seen that as an idea leading forward. That's pr very prominent in the Jurassic Park movies, like corporate greed and like uh, just uh, creating for the sake of creation. I did genuinely like that. My problem is that like, as interesting as those ideas were, they just don't go anywhere. And I was like, why even set those up to begin with? Right. I had a similar experience with- uh, they, they were an uh, excuse to have a big hybrid monster. <laughs> yeah. And but again, even then like- yeah. yeah, but I mean, why play it so straight there? I'm like, if you're going to, if you're just going to have a bunch of big monster fights or whatnot, just own it and go for it. See, my, my, my main thing about what you're, I, like, I, I like all these things too. My main like thing here is like, you keep see, saying that they, they're playing it straight and i watched this movie literally like four hours ago yeah and i do not get that vibe at all at I, no point is it being played straight i also agree with lucas uh i think there definitely are moments when they want you to be like can you just for five seconds can you take it seriously but even in those moments they're they, they know what's going on like yeah. this, they're very self-aware that this is not the philosophical kind of debate that was happening with the first two Jurassic Park films, you know? This is very much in the same vein as, like, Jurassic Park 3, where it's just like, dinosaurs are cool, and I do. <laughs> no, this movie doesn't want you to be impressed with dinosaurs. What? Or this movie is like, dinosaurs aren't cool. It's like, oh, nobody oh, cares dinosaurs can be cooler. That's, that's like, that's, I, I don't, I, personally, I don't interpret that as the movie telling you you shouldn't care about dinosaurs. It's saying, we've been a park now for a while. People have short attention spans. We need something new to keep, keep people coming, mm -hmm. which is, like, the way I read that, I, I don't I don't see that as a message to the audience at all, personally. It's definitely you know, a message just... about the movie, because yeah. it's basically saying like the, the the movie is essentially about like like Liam said, it's about corporate greed and and like that sort of thing in a way. It's also about fucking dinosaurs. <laughs> like, yeah, and I feel like just like you, I feel like there's just how do I explain? It? I feel like maybe if they had maybe one more rewrite or something, they could have. Or maybe if uh, Colin Trevorrow were a more competent director, they probably could have find, found the perfect balance between those two. But for me, it just didn't, it just never really hit that hype for me. That's fair. That's fair. Um, like, and to be honest, like, and I've said uh, many times, Jurassic World is a movie I, w uh, what is it? I wish that, uh, I wish I liked a lot more because like, I was at, I, w I wasn't born when Dr the original Jurassic Park came out. I grew up watching it on VHS or whatnot. So I was, so there's part of me that like, I kind of just, w I kind of wanted to have like that amazing Jurassic Park experience that so many of my friends that are older than me had or whatnot, but, and I just didn't get that. I got to see it when it was released in 3D, so I got to see the original in the theater. It was neat. I, I've seen a 35 mil print of it in a theater Ooh, before. That's cool. It was really, um, really cool. The other, uh, one other thing that I was going to bring up that I've talked about before, but I've complained about him a lot on the show, and I thought that it was just when, once Guardians 2 came out, but no, it goes all the way back to here of a Chris Pratt shit where I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, they're trying to do like the whole like, uh, with what they do with Chris Pratt, it's clear that they took all the wrong notes from Indiana Jones, mm. where in, where like he tries to do kind of a cool Indiana Jones thing or the way people see Indiana Jones where I'm like, no, Indiana Jones is cool because he's not. 
like I've said before. Yeah, you've you've brought this up with Chris Pratt many, many, many times. The guy knows what he does well. You know, yeah, but he, I mean, he he does he he's he's a very specific type of actor. Yeah, I also just don't. I just it. don't. I'm just so tired of the whole like overly like hyper masculine thing or whatnot, and like to a point where it's supposed to be charming when he's kind of essentially harassing his coworker or but, his boss. Again, Liam, that is wholly intentional. Like they when you the first time you see Owens, is his name's Owen, right? Yeah, Owen Grady. The first time you see his house, the only time you see his house, like Liam pointed out, there's two motorcycles. He's drinking it. He's drinking a Coca-Cola, to be fair. <laughs> um, there's, there's golf yeah, clubs. Like, there's yeah, darts. It, there's... Yeah, and in the second one, when you see him, he's like building a house. Yeah. So like he's <laughs> he's he's like framed as this hyper masculine dude. And I, I took that as kind of a bit of a, a, a like a jab at the modern action hero. Mm hmm uh not not like a super super uh well realized one <laughs> i mean but like uh, again uh, to me at least every basically every note of this movie is is just a little bit too silly and that's kind of for me what makes it work mm -hmm. i agree that makes I sense agree. yeah no i 100 because oh man like when i got a, a couple things so that task force that goes to hunt the Indominus at, at that, mm -hmm. like when they first, when it's the first containment breach or whatever, when they notice it, are those guys just always geared up and ready to go? And also, <laughs> why do they have such a huge task force? <laughs> like, the, uh, and then the other thing too is on the screen with their little health monitors or whatever, like telling them that they're all dying uh, when the Indominus is eating them. And it's just like, beep, beep. And I was like, yep. This is so fucking stupid. Yeah, we looked at each <laughs> other and we're like, what was even the point of that shot? Like, it didn't do we need even... to be there. It didn't need to be there at all. But it, <laughs> it just shows you, oh, oh yeah, confirmed kills. But in that in that scene, there's the one, the one, the lead guy who's just like, it can come off law. And this delivery, I... and then he runs away. Like it's just Oh, he gets he gets like he gets eaten right yeah, after. Yeah, like immediately. He? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um I don't know. I I I am a, I agree with Lucas. It's like it's on the tipping point of being so stupid that it's bad, but it's just sitting there on that tipping point, like so so able and willing to really push it too far. Like the original concept of having human dinosaur hybrids, that would have I been so fucking. To be honest, terrible. I kind of I kind of was at a point where I'm like, you know what? I probably at least very I felt like they would have owned the crate going insane a lot more. Because I don't know about you, but my kind of trash is the kind of shit where it goes all the way with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's also uh, uh, what I was also going to say again about the whole Chris Pratt thing is that the movie frames the whole like him essentially kind of being a harasser as being charming. It does. I'm not cool with that. I'm really no, not. That's, that's totally fair. Um, uh, and, there's, and just also the fact that, again, it's. It probably wouldn't bother me as much if it didn't carry over as much into the rest of his career as it did. Mm, yeah, that's that's definitely something that that uh, happens a lot in, when Chris Pratt is the lead of a movie. Um, he's just kind of creepy. <laughs> he's just yeah. very patronizing and like uh, you should. There's even a point where like uh, the two one of the two bland kids says, "Your boyfriend is so fucking cool." Is resurgence, and I'm like. I mean that was that was immediately after watching him uh, ride a motorcycle through a jungle with a pack of raptors, which is pretty fucking cool. That's very cool. <laughs> That's very cool. Yeah, but I mean it's yeah, but I mean it's also the fact 
But I mean, I feel like that's I know kind of what very... they bred them with. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, we all do at this point. We man. figured it out, dude. <laughs> to be honest, the movie. Uh, what is it like to be honest the third act is where i thought it started to really go all the way with it or whatnot where i'm like mm. yeah okay let's really let's do this let's really yeah, where the last harper gets blown up with a rocket launcher yeah oh, <laughs> well, uh, even to a even to a so, point though we're so great i remember seeing I, that in the theater and i burst out laughing yeah <laughs> that's so absurd and because it's just looking at chris pratt like 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 ready it doesn't even know what's going on and then just <laughs> I was really hoping they were going to like throw raptor chunks everywhere. That's one thing. This movie is super violent. Oh yeah, no, I was Very. I told Christian that it's a interest that I had an interesting thing watching it again this time, but I'm like I liked how there was the how it how there was a fair bit of blood in there. Which is something you don't really see in a lot of like uh, bigger action movies anymore. There's or, like very little studio blood, films. Very little blood in the original Jurassic Park, I believe. A lot there's of it, quite a bit. There's there, it, but it, not nearly as much as in mm. this film, right? I mean, also you get you can get away with stuff a little bit more nowadays than you ever could back then. Back then, the blood is a little bit more subtle, you know, like it's not dripping everywhere unless it's the the goat. Well, yeah, at, the goat at, at, at the... certain the goat, and then at one point the kids are both like covered in blood, and there's like also, you see uh, a, a severed arm. And yeah, then... yeah. There's a lot more dismemberment. In, I'm uh... not disagreeing, boys. I'm not <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, like, I was happy to see that, like, in in a climb in a uh, tentpole Hollywood movie climate where like things are fairly bloodless and feel pretty tame because we don't want to scare away kids or whatnot. I was kind of happy to see that there was a little bit more about. That's where I felt like when we had a little bit more of a juvenile edge, which I kind of like in uh, which I kind of like in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what was it? The other I was gonna say uh, the um other thing that uh. Uh, was I uh, with uh, the whole thing with the Raptors in uh, uh was it when they like go after the Indominus on like the motorcycle? I do question how that thing is able to speak Raptor, uh, know how to speak Raptor when it doesn't, when it's never no, yeah, seen that, another dinosaur. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but there, but with that, like given how it's sort of was starting to get there, I was like, I was like, that's where I felt like it was starting to own it a lot more. Mm. Like again, I just I find I think the middle part where it's like. The beginning where it seems to be setting stuff up, then in the middle it seems to kind of be trying to have its cake and eat it too a little bit because some of those ideas are still carrying over a little. And then in the third act, it's like no, actually go all the way with it. I just felt like it led doing it that way kind of led to a very uneven experience for me. Okay. Um, for for me for me it it, it started silly and got sillier throughout the entire movie. It is a gradual like uh, uh, crescendo. Which um, <laughs> is funny because. That's the thing that Fallen Kingdom, I thought was doing. So like Fallen, Fallen Kingdom, Kingdom starts yeah. pretty dumb, and it, and I was like, okay, I'm I'm okay with some of this right now. I'm I'm cool. And then it just like falls flat on its face, and just does not get back up. You know, Pen, uh, was it a uh, Fallen Kingdom is interesting because it seems to be trying to answer some of the complaints with um, uh, was it the the half baked complaints of a first Jurassic world of like, Oh, it wasn't woke enough or whatnot. And then the second one, they try to double down on that. I'm like, okay, you're making leftists look bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> like I haven't seen a dinosaur before, but I'm supposed to be a vet for them. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing that I was going to bring up is that like, as fun as it is to watch people get torn apart by dinosaurs or whatnot, what happened with the assistant lady was really like, that was excessive. That was, yeah, was excessive. Like, it's a little That's- much. Yeah, I was like, that really was real. That was really unjust. Like, I would have been a lot more cool if something like that happened to Vincent D'Onofrio. Or, um, mm-hmm. yeah, his death it? is so lame. 
Yeah. When when Vincent D'Onofrio dies, because don't they just like close the door? He uh, he gets his arm bitten off uh, by Blue, I believe. Yeah. One of the Raptors, anyway. And uh, then he screams, and you see like a spatter of blood on the glass, and they run away. Right. As Deadmeat would, uh, Deadmeat, which is a channel on YouTube, um, would say, that is the uh, what is it? Not it's the not the golden chainsaw. It's uh, I don't know, lamest kill. Whatever that did fell on, uh, just like Fallen Kingdom. I just fell on my face. So <laughs> I will still also stand by that. Uh, what is it? That like again? Uh, I was a given it set up in the beginning where like again it's I uh, was it where I uh, was it when it talks about the idea of weaponizing dinosaurs or whatnot. The way it's done about it or whatnot, like the way they set it up, I'm like, yeah, guys, there's a reason it wouldn't work. You, there's a reason we didn't send tigers into Iraq. There's a reason. <laughs> True, but and I, yes, I mean, I mean, are... I mean, yes, that it's a very dumb idea. But if if this actually happened, pe- like some people would definitely be trying to do that. It's the natural yeah. progression of the story. I honestly think so because I'm, yeah, but I'm like, that's part kind. It they kind of start to hint at it in, in Lost World. In the second mm. one, I mean, he's just hunting. They're just hunting for for dinosaurs. But that that idea of using utilizing dinosaurs for something else other than entertainment is just an inherent part of the of the movie. Yep. And right? I can accept that. But the, the way it's done, sorry. the way it's done there by just like putting cameras on them or whatnot and just sending them in, I'm like, no, like put like a missile on them or something. Like again, go all the way <laughs> with. If you're gonna do something that stupid, go all the way with it. I guess. Anyway. <laughs> And I I feel like that would have tipped the scales into way too silly for me, but uh, that's just me. I mean, I don't know. In a world where we have the fucking Fast and the Furious, uh, what is it? Oh I'm... no! If like if they had done that in the movie after that and like fully committed to the the insanity of it, I would have been totally cool with it. But in that movie, I think that would have been too silly for the movie's tone. The Indominus Rex has rocket arms. <laughs> maybe that's... just go go full like Iron Sky on yeah. it. Maybe that's maybe that's why I found it so much more frustrating in um uh, was it in a uh, Fallen Kingdom? Like so, yeah, I guess I could see that. Again, I think it's just that like with everything else that they seem to be doing, I was like, I don't know. People are gonna go see it. Like if you put a poster out there with a du- raptor with a with a with a Gatling gun on its back, I'm pretty sure people are gonna go see it. I don't know. The poster for this movie with Chris Pratt riding a motorcycle through the jungle with three raptors is pretty fucking cool. <laughs> it is. Just saying. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So I guess uh, we can talk about the, th- the thing that we all live love about this movie, and that is when Rexy shows up at the end mm-hmm. and fights the Indominus Rex. It gives me goosebumps every time because it's just, it's so, it's also so fucking stupid. It's so yeah. dumb, but it's the, it's just the right kind of dumb, you know? Yeah. Like it's, it's not even that dumb. It's a, it again natural. Of course you're gonna see it because you know, you only see Rexy in the beginning of the movie for. Like a handful of seconds, and, and then even yeah, then you, you barely see her. See her. Yeah. Well, even then she's intentionally obscured a little bit. Yeah. yeah, and I do love that visual part of it too, with having all the people like covering her and blocking her out, and just showing that like how how commercialized these these creatures have become um, over time. Anyway, when yeah, when 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 Claire goes and lights the flare, when Claire with the flare comes in, and just. I, I get that they set up the whole, you know, she like Rexy is is hypnotized by the by the flare in the in the earlier films, but like I find it real hard to believe that that Rexy wouldn't just be like, oh, a snack, yum, 
<laughs> and just eat Claire immediately. Yeah. Well, it's not, not it's not that she was hypnotized. It's just as very easy to see, and T Rexes can't like their 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 uh, vision is based on movement. So the so the movie claims. Yeah. Uh, and it's just very easy to see it moving and kind of. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I was gonna also say that with like uh, the whole ending or whatnot, and how again I kind of wanted the whole movie to kind of be that way is also because is at the time that this movie came out it was wasn't even really marketed as a we weren't really led to believe much but it was a jurassic park sequel it was like to be honest for advertising it gave me maybe you see made me think that it seemed like more of a reboot than anything right so i was like that ah, was it but then i guess the sequel negates that but at the time it's like i i mean i also considerably doubt how much of a plan there has been for these movies Jurassic World did very oh, well. Oh, no plan. No plan. <laughs> so I'm like, if you're going to reboot... World Requiem or whatever the fuck yeah, it's so Dominion. Feel, yeah, like, if you're going to so, if you're gonna reboot it, like, as opposed to a soft reboot, like, it was later uh, retconned to kind of be or sequel or I don't know what the fuck. I was like, if you're going to reboot it, like, again, you could have definitely... you The audience would have suspended their disbelief a lot more with that shit. Yeah. Mm. Um, but like the the moment like the kid says he's like counting and he says like we need more and i'm like oh, you need more teeth you need rexy you're gonna go get rexy oh it's gonna be great and like <laughs> i remember yeah. having that exact like thought process in the theater <laughs> we need more teeth i love when when blue jumps on it jumps, jumps on, on Rex, rexy's back for leverage oh, it's so good flies onto the so indominus dumb. but my favorite part of that entire experience is at the end when rexy looks at blue and blue looks at rexy and they obviously i, I told liam i was like they kind of nod at each other like there's a slight yeah. little you know like we're good right we're good we're cool and then they both just go in opposite directions it's just so so great yeah, that then, that moment that moment I think is where the worst CGI is. Oh, on, 100%. on Rexy, hundred <laughs> percent. I actually, it, it kind of looks like that dinosaurs from Dinosaur. <laughs> <at that point. laughs> also, for, I think for the most part in that finale, like of uh, T Rex, uh, looks pretty good. Um, mainly because like they have the shadows to obscure, like uh, where they can't make it look a hundred percent. Yeah, I'm more I'm more specifically talking about the yeah. close up on Rexy, like when they're kind of nodding at each other. Rexy looks pretty fake there. Yeah, yeah, Rexy looks a little cartoony there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, there's... especially at the very end when it go- when she goes under the helicopter pad, and they yeah. do that, that sweeping camera, and she and she roars. She it she looks like she's just like a like a you know uh, a, an asset that someone downloaded and just drops onto the scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't care. Uh, what what I what I do really appreciate about that finale is they they know exactly that I, they know that this fight is their centerpiece of the movie. So once the fight is over, they just kind of get through everything else real quick and end the movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> hurry up, hurry up. Like, yeah uh they're like they're like that's it that's all we had end the movie end the movie yeah <laughs> no one actually cares about the humans anyway with like, <laughs> one of the the like because claire and owen they don't do they kiss at the very end of the movie no no they only kiss the one time they yeah kind of just walk away together they yeah which away. was apparently improvised so there was actually no uh kiss in the script oh mm. or not not improvised but like uh on the day they're like let's try a kiss. let's let's try a kiss there or something like that yeah um there is uh, one uh, kind of elephant in the room again with the whole, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard thing that I do kind of want to address. And I want to know your opinion on it, Lucas, because this can harken back to uh, uh, was it the original Jurassic Park, which still a great movie. Don't at me. Are you talking about um, how she barely gets dirty by the end of the movie? 
no it's more so the um but more so the whole being guilty the whole like not if you have kids but when oh yeah Mm. yeah like i mean it doesn't bug uh what is it yeah that that bothers me a little bit it's a problem in the original jurassic park uh what is it but it bugs me more here because with our culture and how uh they love to try to push different standards onto a man and a woman or whatnot Mm -hmm. where it's like uh uh, was it a, in her case i'm like leave her alone like not every it's not her job to just go off and have kids i uh, was it because yeah. society no, says yeah. you need to I'm yeah like, that's, no. that's something that bothers me a little bit about the movie uh but but sort of tangentially related in my opinion the biggest problem with this movie is they completely waste judy greer oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> she's like she she's always just the mom when she gets like a big part well yeah because she had ant-man the same year yeah yeah exactly and like but she's so she's so, she's so funny yeah she's and she's, she's so such lovely. a talented actor she she needs better roles 100 like, <laughs> percent. yeah like uh well she's in halloween and she's the lead in halloween oh cool. uh, yeah uh, well next to jamie lee curtis but uh she's got a lot to do in that movie and nice. again guess what she plays a mom no yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I mean I agree with you. Uh, and yeah, Liam, I I agree with there the the standards set out in this film. It is really blatant that it's just like let the macho man deal with it. But then hmm. at the end, it tries to like put in the no, but like women are here too. Well, she, trying like, to runs compens- with the flare and then having like Rexy come in, which is like I don't even think they even mention in this one that all the dinosaurs are female. They, there's I, a couple times where they mentioned that the raptors are female right uh but that, i think that's really it yeah because i don't know if the indominus is ever they ever mentioned it i i just assume that's a, th- a known thing with jurassic park is that they're all, they're yeah. all female characters but um, i guess uh the last note i also had was um and christian disagreed with me when i brought it up which is i don't like the color palette very much of this movie i disagree with you I feel like mm. it looks, I feel like at times, like everybody looks very orange, like a Michael Bay film and everything else looks very washed out. Hmm. And, and especially so many movies kind of go that way. Like Man of Steel had that I again, like, just, to, I like the blues and greens. I, but I mean like even the water does, even like when we're flying over the ocean, but water doesn't look very blue. It looks more gray than anything. Oh, you mean when InGen just randomly shoots that, that pterodactyl? In a, in a totally <laughs> unnecessary shot in the movie, yeah. Yeah, like the the only reason that's there is to establish that engine is bad, but there's <laughs> lots of other opportunities that we we noticed engine was bad. Yeah, Vincent this is, D'Onofrio established that. It is not a subtle movie. <laughs> there's uh, nope. also I don't know. There's also the fact that um again, just with the color palette or whatnot, like it just feels like if like I mean color grading has become a lot more extensive in recent years or whatnot, but this movie feels like it was color graded to look like how it was shot on the day. And I'm like, it looks why like even bother? Footage. I don't I'm like, it. why even color grade at that point? I don't, I don't know. I've, I've, I didn't even think about the color palette once in, in, in the many years since I saw this movie, I've never thought about it. Also just going again, just going back and also watching a bunch of movies that were coming out around that time. Like when we were kind of starting to get away from like the more washed out kind of look. Well, mm. that is until the Russo brothers came along. <laughs> um, Liam just serving burns all day. Here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean like, to be honest, like uh, I'm happy that you guys really like this movie. I wish I had that. It just, 
it's just not my flick. So we uh, did not convince Liam. We did not convince Liam. That is a two for two <laughs> unconvinced. Yeah, basically. Uh, the I'm thing gonna... is, the, the thing is, most of Liam's complaints I agree with. I just don't care. Yeah, I was telling him <laughs> that too when we were watching it. He would point stuff out and I'd be like, yeah, but I really don't fucking care. Yeah, I mean, the, I, the only thing I really disagree with is uh, to, to you, obviously, it was very uneven. To me, it felt uh, pretty even. That's really the only thing I disagree with you on. Everything else, I'm like, yeah, that's true. See, I, I still I don't really care. I think the plot is pretty, pretty thin at points. Like, oh, it's definitely thin. Yeah, they because for a little bit, it's like, oh, let's follow the kids for a while. Uh, I'm bored of you. All right. What's Claire doing? Uh uh, I'm, also, I'm more i'm more referring to the tone of the movie uh, oh is, okay it's pretty even also those kids genuinely frustrated me especially uh oh was it especially uh there's that scene where uh uh a kid from insidious and iron man 3 is is crying about his parents getting divorced i'm like yeah i feel that like my parents got divorced but it doesn't come up again whatsoever to a point where i'm like what was even the point in filming that scene? Because the, their next scene is them being like, let's go on the balls. Let's go on the gyro balls. And they're just like, he's so stoked. It's just his 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 uh, his tone and theme is is not consistent. But on the other hand, I was like, like if I was really sad and I was at Disney World, I'd be sad for one second and be like, holy crap, is that Tigger? It kind of reminds it kind of reminded me of like old monster movies where they try to add a little bit of depth to characters and it never comes up again. That's what that's what the whole movie feels like to me is yeah. is is some old dumb monster movie. <laughs> I uh, I think uh, what is it? I remember uh, there was one uh, re- uh, was it, there was one thing that I read about this movie that I think kind of sums it up perfectly for me, which is um, there's that scene where they go into the old garage and they uh, find an old Jurassic Park car. Uh, was it put it back together and drive off? I feel mm-hmm. like that's a perfect metaphor for this movie. Taking a long dead franchise and slightly repurposing it for um, uh, was it for a very cynical corporate uh, agenda? <laughs> Yo, man, pe- people love to work on cars, and I'm okay with it. So yeah, that's two for two. Unconvinced, hey? Yep. All right. Good there luck go. on my episode, boys. <laughs> you want to see my pros and cons list? Mm. So pros: Lucas and Christian are right. Cons. <laughs> Liam is wrong. <laughs> well, that again really hurts the idea of actually discussing and uh, measuring pros and cons of film. It's a bit. <laughs> it was a joke. That was my notes hitting my microphone, by the way, everybody. All right, uh, let's go for another break, and then uh, we'll come back for. Who wants to say? Let's. We're gonna come back with what, Lucas? Cool wars. Oh, sorry, do it one more time. <laughs> All right, see you in a minute. His Um, dad started going on a rant about they shouldn't be spending this much money to make movies and other things. I mean, he's not entirely wrong. He's not wrong. And we're back. Welcome back, everybody, to uh, Cool Wars, or as Lucas would like to say it, how? Cool Wars. It's Lucas's uh, talk, text-to-speech voice. Uh, so today's Cool Wars is brought to you by uh, radiation uh, and the abolishment of slavery. 
Today's Assisted by a dentist. Assisted by a yeah. dentist. Today's Cool Wars is Godzilla versus Dr. King Schultz from Django Unchained. <laughs> this is one of Life those times. combo. This is one of those times when the rules of Cool Wars really are the main focus here. So Cool Wars is a, is a game we play where we are trying to decide who are some of the coolest characters in all of media. Uh, some of the rules are they are not physically fighting. We are purely trying to see who is cooler. And cooler is is defined as a number of things. You can go and look that up. You're on your own. Anyway, this is Cool Wars. Liam, you got the timer set? Yep. Timer right. goes in three, two, one. Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in an interesting spot because I've, I've never seen a Godzilla movie in my life. None um, of them. I'm, None of them. I've never seen a Godzilla movie. I think I watched a couple episodes of a Godzilla cartoon when oh, I was yeah. a kid. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, but uh, aside from like just cultural osmosis, I've had no uh, no real exposure to Godzilla, and I've only seen Django Unchained once. So, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's. I don't know. So, got the thing with so Schultz is really cool because of all the humanitarian work that he's doing. And, and he also likes to kill racists, which is there you very, go. very cool, yeah. in my opinion. I'm always uh, a sucker for uh, Dr. King Schultz because uh, he has, it's a character archetype that I love, which is that he's a super intelligent, very well-spoken man, but he's also incredibly dangerous. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, literally in the first couple minutes of that movie, he introduces himself, again, like very well-spoken, very calm, very polite, but as soon as like uh, it's not, as soon as that's not working, he literally just shoots a guy, shoots a guy's horse, and a horse falls on top of him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I like how Christoph Waltz uh, went from playing a literal Nazi to a guy who shoots racist people. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. What a, what a wonderful career, hey? No, so um, much of it does come from a performance in Doctor King Schultz. So yeah. he, now here's the other side of this. So mm-hmm. Doctor Schultz is fighting one um, social construct he's fighting one very specific one that, that is very topical godzilla is also fighting one that is also very topical and that's environmentalism mm. no he's not fighting that directly he is the embodiment of nuclear warfare he is fighting exactly. big monsters that also <laughs> kind of showcase that <laughs> yes but it's a metaphor for the environment and godzilla is what happens when you don't well no i guess the titans have been around for for years so but if you're going off of a new movies, I am. Uh, if you purely. if you're going off of Godzilla lore and whatnot, it's a lot more. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's quite. Oh, I, I thought you were. I thought you were referring to the ancient Greek Titans, and I'm like, yeah, a couple years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm personally swinging more in the direction of Godzilla because giant fucking monsters, dude. Yeah, uh, I, I am a sucker for giant uh, monstrous lizards, as, as. Uh, the, the the dinosaurs we just talked about it probably gives away yeah <laughs> and i i am i'm a i'd say i'm a fan of the godzilla the modern godzilla films uh not so much the matthew broderick one and i've only seen a handful of the original toho ones uh in like shin godzilla and things like that uh godzilla has always been an icon for the monster like monster movies in general right or kaiju films kaiju films and as a result that like iconography really pushes him into like an upper echelon of just like kind of an unfair advantage in this in this fight right 
because there's so much that you can base um, your your coolness off of. Like Godzilla has fought so many different creatures, right? Ghidorah, Even Kong. Mothra, King Kong, Junior Kong, Robo Godzilla. Uh, you mean Mecha Godzilla and Robo? <laughs> probably at some point. There's probably like five fucking robot Godzillas. I guess I, I've heard in the in the new one they're maybe gonna address Robo Godzilla and I'm very or Mecha Godzilla. I'm very stoked about that. Anyway, okay, that's all I gotta say about Godzilla. Um, again, I think what's cool. Uh, what is it? I think that um, there's also. Uh, I think that when it comes to uh, just saying that there's so much to go off of, I've come to realize that it's a little bit of a cop out. Just to go off and say that there's so much. Uh, producers, can you can you mute mute Liam? Oh, I'm the producer. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I mean, I to be honest, I personally find it a lot more impressive when you only have one thing to go off of, and then that, and then through that, it leaves a lasting impact. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I think you're wrong. Uh, uh, but no. you, then why Dark, did you go off and say to mute I'm me? I'm in a good mood. I'm just joking around. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just having fun. Okay. Uh, Doctor Schultz, uh, everything that Liam said uh, applies. Uh, I love. I just love that he's a dentist. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why. It's just so funny. It's just such a weird thing. It's a, he's a dentist who became a bounty hunter. Yeah. <laughs> it's a complicated he's, he's profession. Got like, yeah. <laughs> he's I mean, got like the wagon with the tooth on it, and like he's also uh, outside of uh, DiCaprio. He's like the most remembered character outside of. Uh, he's probably the most well-regarded character from that movie in the sense mm-hmm. that like. That character and that performance is the one that got the Oscar that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and if you talk to a lot of Tarantino fans, he tends to pop up quite a bit. And just Christoph Waltz is amazing. <laughs> like pretty much everything, even when he's in shitty ass movies, he's awesome. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. Um, and I mean, um, something something we said in Schultz's uh, favor. He has a personality. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if Godzilla has one. Godzilla has. A I've never seen huge one. Huge personality. <laughs> Literally, yeah. That's not personality. That's phys- that's being physically imposing. That's a per- that's a personality trait. Um, in the in the newer films, like in King of Monsters, Godzilla definitely does have like quite a visible personality. Um, mm. he can, he can say a lot of stuff with his face. Um, that. Is, is more communicative than uh, people I know and human beings. I think you right. and I watched a very different movie. Nah. When, when spo- spoilers, uh, when Watanabe sees him in, oh yeah, by the way, Godzilla has a, has a, has a house. Um, it's under the ocean. Anyway, it's, Atl- it's the ruins it's, of Atlantis. That's his Atlantis. house. It's Atlantis. <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's so great. And Ken Watanabe brings an atomic bomb down there uh, to go to go hype up Godzilla because Godzilla requires radioactive energy to restore his powers. It's stupid, but anyway, goes down there and they kind of look at each other and kind of give each other like, a, "Oh yeah, all right, all right." And like, I trust you. You trust me. Let's fuck, dude. <laughs> but I mean, I'd feel like that if Godzilla didn't have a human element to branch off of there, it wouldn't come across at all. If they said like a drone down there to go drop it off, it would just be like a big lizard would just be like, they're like, food? <laughs> I don't food, agree. Food. I don't agree. How much time do we have left? Uh, Three minutes. Three minutes. Godzilla has a cool name. Godzilla has a fucking Godzilla. Yeah, that's big king lizard. Like, yeah, Yeah, it's pretty great. King lizard. What does Zilla mean? I don't really know. Like, where does the name Godzilla come from? I don't know. I know where the part, the God part, comes from. 
<laughs> I mean, I guess if his name. I mean, it's funny how his name translates partially to King, and we have another character up against him whose first name is literally King. Two, two, <laughs> two kings, two, two titans standing upon the shoulders yeah. of filmmakers. Oh, man. All right, actually, yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. Are you guys ready? I think I'm ready. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm ready. Okay, three, two, two, one. Godzilla. Dr. King Godzilla. Damn it. Oh, we disagreed. <laughs> Lucas and I on Godzilla on that one. Yeah. Oh. I'm a sucker for big lizards. Yeah. Which is so funny because you've never seen that a single one. I haven't. I don't know why I haven't. I just haven't. Wait, if that's, that's really the case, does Lucas's voice even count? <laughs> yes, it still does count. So on our end, Godzilla has won this battle, um, which I guess in a way we can never not win, you know, because there's three of us. Mm-hmm. So like the this voting system is bullshit. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, no shit. Eh, we did this to ourselves, and we're only now realizing it. Uh, so that one, that's a that's a column for Godzilla. All right, there we go. Lucas, you want to take us home? Sure. Uh, if you liked what you heard here, please uh, give us five stars on iTunes and any other, any other equivalent podcast platforms. Please uh, tell your friends, share us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at, uh, at ThunderLizardOG and also on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook as ThunderLizardCollective. Um, uh, yeah, so tell all your friends. We have other shows as well. We have Expose Yourself where Christian uh, hosts some guests and they tell embarrassing stories. Uh, our stories in general and we also have thunder and dragons where i lead uh these two as well as our friend dan through some uh, uh adventures throughout uh, fantasy lands um did i miss anything what i miss you no, missed. definitely missed something patreon patreon so if you like this show <laughs> be sure to go over to our patreon page that's uh, patreon.com slash thunder lizard no collective on that one just thunder lizard um again you can see it down in the corner now beside lucas no longer beside liam because things have shifted around uh on that note uh we do have some shout outs for our patrons uh sponsors and i would like to thank kate tanya Brittany, scott and manos for your support uh it does definitely help you have essentially given us autonomy at this point so we no longer are paying for the for um, the services that we need to well you're paying it for us so i appreciate it yeah uh, <laughs> thank if you, you if you do uh want to go support us over there it would be greatly appreciated because you know there's a few things that we definitely uh, would like to upgrade and, and uh, kind of find ways to entertain you a little bit more so on that note there's going to be a lot of bonus content that appears over there on that uh, channel where you'll be able to find um, some videos of us playing board games uh, things like that just etc etc various other things that'll be popping up there as well as bonus content from the shows uh and also early access to all of our podcasts so yeah that's been the thundercast for this week my name is christian my name is lucas and i'm liam see ya (laughs) you weren't recording adrian brody no (laughs) i was oh shit you were (laughs) i wonder if that'll be Hey, patrons, you want to watch us watch the Adrian Brody music video? Thunder Lizard Collective for life. <laughs>